They're just three dudes talking MLS. It's the Gold Trolls. Hi, and welcome to the Gold Trolls, the premier fan cast covering all things MLS. I'm your host, Anthony Pantusco, along with my two lovely co-hosts, Ben Noonan and Kevin Noonan. Thanks for having us, Anthony. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah, we we really appreciate you inviting us on the show. Oh, thank you guys for coming and doing this show with me. And just to give a little context of how we came to MLS, um, I once was inebriated one night, and uh, FC Cincinnati won me money, and I was a fan ever since. That's my origin story of MLS. But what about you two? You want to start? Nothing as, nothing as exciting as that. No, I think you should start because you got me into it, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been a soccer fan for a long time. I was your prototypical Euro snob teenage kid. Uh, you know, it's a different world now, though, because you'll see teenage kids walking around wearing Premier League and, uh, and Barcelona jerseys, which was not the case, what, probably 15 or 16 years ago when I was in high school. Uh, and I, I will admit that I did not appreciate MLS as a young man. I was nominally a Metro Stars fan, but I, I paid attention to the Premier League. Uh, and then I think when Thierry Henry made the the big jump across the pond to New York Red Bulls, I said, well, you know, he's my guy. I'm a big Arsenal guy. So I, I started following probably right around then. And I just, uh, I love all the idiosyncrasies about our beautiful, silly league and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, just for added context, we are three men in our 30s uh, <laughs> who obsess over uh, what many in the world would consider to be <laughs> not the best soccer league in the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Ben being my brother, I, I think that's what, what drew me to the Red Bulls as well. Allegedly. Unfortunately. You know, uh, but, of... but, well, I was just going to add my, I, I taught over in China for a couple of years, I taught English and then watching MLS in the morning is what brought me to it, which I think is what brings a lot of people to the Premier League now in America, but morning soccer, recommend it. One of my, I can say one of the earliest MLS memories I do have is I'm a big New York Rangers fan for hockey and uh, MSG networks would broadcast the Red Bulls. So as the Rangers would make into the playoffs, there would be a lot of New York Red Bulls commercials. I did not watch them, though. I just merely said... Yeah, you and, and everybody else <laughs> did not watch them. Yeah, we patiently waited <laughs> yeah. for hockey to come back. Wait a minute, the Red Bulls didn't do great on MSG? This is the first I'm hearing of this. There were a lot of Red Bulls games relegated to MSG Plus or like oh, the MSG, MSG 2. Yeah, like the, the MSG website you'd have to watch them on. Um, not a problem anymore. Um, yeah, you had to you had to scroll up near the dirty channels on your digital cable mm -hmm. uh, to <laughs> well, get that MSG two. We should mention all three of us are from upstate New York as well, so there there is a regional bias for me and Ben. But Anthony uh, just chose FC Cincinnati a couple of years ago. And yeah, uh, when I choose a team, that's that's it. I choose that team, and I stick with them. I don't. Try not to fan hop too much. There are, you can find them, leaked pictures of me at NYCFC games. Uh, where Sitting I've field level. Pitch side, yes, because <laughs> me and our good friend 
uh, Jake, who is a big NYCFC fan, were just strolling through the concourse. And they were like, here's two dudes. Sit here. And we were like, okay. You it's won a, the Etihad upgrade, right? Yeah, the, the, the first class, first class upgrade. seat upgrade. Uh, but Did we're you not get, like a barrel of that. oil while you were. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would have made me so much money. But we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk yeah. about MLS. That we the, love the. We will recap the week that just happened. We will talk about pertinent topics of the league, and then we will. Let you guys know what is coming up in the weekend ahead. So up first, we will do a week three recap of all of the action that happened over the past three days. So another Saturday means some great, exciting MLS action. Kicking off the action at noon, the winless Charlotte FC hosted the top of the table, Atlanta United. The first 15 minutes saw Atlanta jump out to a quick two-goal lead. A goal during stoppage time in the first half would see Atlanta go up 3-0. An uneventful second half saw the score unchanged as Atlanta cruised to their second win of the season. The next game at 5 p.m. saw winless Vancouver hosting Dallas. Dallas got off to a quick start going up 1-0 in the first five minutes, but an own goal in the 35th minute would see this game tied 1-1. See this game end tied 1-1. At 7.30, we saw five games kick off. DC and Orlando traded goals in the second half to end in a 1-1 tie. Cincinnati would look to stay hot as they hosted an undefeated Seattle team. Fortunately for them, VAR would rule in their favor, taking away the equalizer and allowing them to take the game 1-0. After a disappointing start to a season, a winless NYCFC took on the undefeated intern Miami. NYCFC would take this one by the score of 1-0 after Miami gave up an own goal in the 35th minute. Chicago would head into Philadelphia to take on the Union. Would the Union have tired legs from their midweek CONCACAF Champions League game? No. They would win this one 1-0 on a goal in the 90th minute. Toronto and Columbus would draw at one goal apiece. At 8.30, the Red Bulls would look to get their season on track in the snowy land of Minnesota. After an early Minnesota goal, the Red Bulls would respond and tie the game, salvaging one point from the fixture. Nashville squared off against Montreal. Would Nashville finally concede a goal? No, they would beat Montreal 2-0. LA Galaxy would tie against Sporting Kansas City, with each team failing to find the back of the net. Austin FC would look to bounce back after a disastrous CONCACAF Champions League showing, beating Real Salt Lake 2-1. After conceding early, St. Louis rallied and found a way to win their third straight after a 75th-minute goal to beat the Portland Timbers by the score of 2-1. Closing out the Saturday night action, San Jose would win their second game in a row by beating the winless Colorado Rapids. Monday night would bring a showdown between LAFC and the New England Revolution, but Bruce Arena's squad would ultimately fall 4-0 to the defending champions, LAFC. And that is your Week 3 MLS review. Wow. So what'd you guys think of the action that happened over the weekend? I think I, I, saw, Anthony's, I, think I saw Anthony's eyes roll back in his head. <laughs> uh, I love it. Lots of games to go through. He was in a zone right there. That was beautiful. Yeah, I, I love it. Thank you, oh, guys. I mean, uh, I, the place that I want to start as a, as a Red Bulls fan, if you will both indulge me. We should say Ben and I watched this game, this match. We're casuals. Uh, we watched this match together. And, uh, lots of snow, I think, uh, was the big, the big story related to this one. Um, yeah, I had an orange ball. 
Say that again. We got an orange ball, which everybody loves. Love to see the orange ball out there. We had the Red Bull staff clearing away the field with the tops of Igloo brand coolers. Yeah, I mean, should we talk about this? Because Gerhard Struber came out pretty hard against the Minnesota uh, field conditions. I, 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 was he in the right to talk about this? I mean, was should we have just accepted these conditions? What do you, What do you guys think about this? Yeah, absolutely accept these conditions. I think one of the things that makes soccer great is that soccer games don't get called off. It's not like baseball where it's like, it's raining, we're postponing this. They play through the conditions. It wasn't that much snow. It was pretty much gone by the second half of the game, and it was great. It was fun to watch. It's cool to see a snowy game. Well, while I do love a good snow game, and I think one of the wonderful quirks of MLS is that because of the geography of this great land, uh, you can see uh, a game in 90-degree humidity and horrible heat and uh, a game in these Minnesota conditions happening simultaneously. I would just throw a little bit of shade at the Minnesota uh, grounds crew here because we get it, Minnesota. Snow is your brand. It's kind of the only thing you talk about. So why are you also piss poor at removing it from the field, especially when, as everybody on Reddit is complaining, it really wasn't that much snow. Uh, I think we yeah. got both penalty areas cleared. And then at halftime, it looked like they were able to clear the attacking half of Minnesota for the second half of the game, <laughs> which yeah, looked what, a little what, silly. What, was that incompetence or was that intentional? I don't know. But just clearing one half, what are we doing? Right, if you're going to have games in Minnesota in the beginning of March, you have to have some sort of, what's the opposite of a Zamboni? Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, a street I, sweeper? I, yes. I personally love sweeper it. With I'm not brushes. complaining. But, you know, MLS has such an inferiority complex, and they just shoot themselves in the foot. Like, this was such an easy fix. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, I guess it was snowing in the first half, so maybe it wasn't that easy. But... It seemed like they could have done a little bit more to be prepared for this. Right. I mean, I, I get the idea of like, this is going to be our our home field advantage if you're Minnesota. But I can't imagine that those players really have enough experience playing in the snow for that to be a boon to literally anyone. Uh, you know, but we got to draw. The Red Bulls got to draw on the road in tough conditions in the third week of the year. So I am not personally complaining. Uh, but I, I do think that Struber was probably in the right to to bring up. Yeah, the game itself, uh, it, it was fine. You know, two set piece, piece goals. Um, I, yeah, it didn't seem like from what I tuned into of that game that there wasn't that much back and forth action. Necessarily, I mean, it was playing against the conditions both teams yeah. were struggling with. So, you know, if Every you're a Rebel player... So, if, Every time a player slipped, I, I yelled, snow game! It's a snow game! It was the Keystone Cops out there. Yeah. If you are the Red Bulls, though, who headed into this, like, what, you had one point before that? You know, you take that point in, the, in a snowy condition oh, you, you on the road. You take a point on the road, yeah. I'm and and you leave. Right. Like, that's outside, yeah. That's, you got in, they got out. No complaints you leave only after making sure that you've secured all of the tops to your igloo coolers. 
Yeah. <laughs> I did see a stat. I did see with. a stat online that apparently Minnesota in this game had the lowest pass completion percentage of any MLS team in any game uh, since records uh, began uh, being collected. <laughs> And the Red Bulls managed to score with their high pressing system, managed to score one goal off of a set piece. So, uh, pretty great, pretty great Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, you know, I was really hyped on the Red Bulls in the preseason, and now I'm a little worried. Three games, you, Kevin. It's three games. I know, I know. And Van Zier's barely played, but but still. The um, you know, Minnesota has been able to. You know, get some wins here, missing their superstar Reynosa. So good for Minnesota. I've got yeah. absolutely nothing against them. I wish them all the best. Right, it's kind of a team I don't <laughs> think about much. They're but... exactly like they're a Western Conference team that when you play them, you're like, who, who cares? I'm not paying attention to right. them. You're fine with a point. It doesn't have that big of. Uh, standings, implications. So, overall, not a bad game. The one I watched in full was my Cincinnati, who... Honestly, great game. Great game. Uh, Lots of end drama in that game. Uh, A red card was issued to Hagland, which... You know, he, you don't want to see dog, that. So, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, what he did was very obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, as a fan, you're like, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. But, you know, you'd look back. Absolutely yeah, a red card. Yeah. Um, but uh, both teams looked very good. It felt like a playoff game, honestly, watching them. And this early in the season against, once again, it's a. Eastern Conference versus Western Conference to have a game that intense this early in the season. It was exciting as a fan to see my team come away with the win and just look good. And yeah, Cincinnati looks scary. Uh, the big three look so good. We've had They had multiple chances all game. And a little fun fact, since January of last year, Brenner has scored the most goals in MLS. You're kidding. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what the review show said. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not doubting your stat. I'm, I'm uh, incredulous. He's, he's very good at that whole big three on that team. Brenner, Vasquez, and Acosta are just, they're ridiculous when they have the ball. They look explosive. They look like they can score every possession when they have it. It's just that defense that worries me with that team. All right, Anthony, put the put your cards on the table here. Are you ready to call this as a possible MLS Cup final preview? <laughs> um, absolutely. Yes. Because because I do I believe it, this season is Cincinnati's best chance to win the MLS Cup. I think they have a chance at the Supporters Shield. But I think it's their best chance they'll have at MLS Cup because after that, I think this team loses Brenner and Vasquez. I think we lose a lot of these young guys up front that we have because they're ridiculously now, talented. They're now right. It seems like Brandon Vasquez is is pretty primed for a European move. I mean, yeah. twenty four. He's not he's not the youngest, 
uh, to make that move. But you could see him going to a lower level Premier League side or some sort of German club, right? Yeah, easily. I he looks good when he plays. So he's a big, imposing striker and forward. So what team wouldn't want that? Maybe now, he'll go to. Did they shore up that defense uh, from last year? Or, or I mean, has, have there been moves? Um, I don't follow him super closely. Not that I remember right now. Um, I, we, I mean, we, Matt, Matt Miazga's got to got yeah, feel, feel nice Miazga to have. Miazga in towards mm. the last half of last season, so this will be his first full season with us, which he's looked decent. Uh, so we'll see where this team goes. But He's got that enough, European pedigree. Yes. But enough of talking about the teams we follow and talking about the league. So outside of your guys' two, outside of the Red Bulls game and the Cincinnati game, any other games stand out to you two? Um, I, I just had my list of matches and then I accidentally closed it out. Um, but, you know, I think LAFC looks scary, you know, with their... They yeah. They're, they're, that's just... And a lot they, of what they were playing was their, their depth. So seeing yeah. that... You're kind of like, oh, that's what teams are able to do. <laughs> that's a you're they're allowed to do that. And I mean, against a New England team coached by by uh, Bruce Arena, who you know a couple years ago set a points record. I mean, I know it's not exactly the same team, uh, but in this game, I think we saw one of the biggest soccer flexes that you can see uh, in that Kalen Acosta and Dennis Abuanga played rock, paper, scissors toward the end of the game to decide who would take a free kick. That was ridiculous. Like they're that almost scored it (laughs) there. Yeah. And it, it like, it was way too close to that. Buonga is so good watching him play. And Tillman is really good on that team. That team is stacked and they should probably win a second championship. They're that good. Right. It would be a disappointment if they didn't. Right. right, anything short of a championship for that for the squad for them this year is is a loss of a season, honestly. Well, they've only played two matches, so it's. I mean, don't forget their first match was rained out. Right, right. Oh, but, they know, just looked to... so good though. <laughs> two right, matches. They haven't played on the road either. So, uh, not yet. You know, so it's, we'll it's... see what goes from there. I would like to highlight um, Atlanta United looks good. They find a way to win games. Yeah, but it's against uh, Charlotte. How much can you read into a win against Charlotte, who is a Charlotte, fire? by all accounts, has been a dumpster fire. Uh, yeah. yeah, but not- like, okay, would you not be excited if the Red Bulls won 3 nothing against Charlotte? Oh, I'd be excited. In, yeah, in, a, in the way that Atlanta did. Like, yeah. you would be excited. So, like, Atlanta, you know, they got it done against a worse team, which is how you have to play in leagues. Like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Caleb Wiley got two. He looked good. The kid's like 18, right? And he assisted on the third goal. I mean, he had himself a day there. Two I mean, goals and an assist. Something to be said for shutting the lights out before halftime. And bad. I mean, I think early MLS season, I think, is treated uh, as something of a spring training a lot of teams uh, because we know that with our peculiar playoff system it doesn't really matter if you're the best team and you're racking up the points early in the year 
So to have a nice, comfortable game where you can shut the lights out uh, before the stroke of halftime and the second half becomes sort of an exercise in passing the ball around and getting some of your bench guys minutes, that must feel really good if you're if you're one of those teams who's contending. I want to go back to a peculiar playoff system. This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> MLS and weird playoffs? What? I can't believe it. Once we all finish uh, organizing our cork boards and red string <laughs> and we figure out just what the hell is going on, I think we can, we can do yeah. a pod special. <laughs> I've noticed it seems like uh, the Apple broadcast doesn't really want to bring up the playoff format or how many teams make the playoffs because I feel like they don't want to kill so much momentum with these early week games. So it kind of, you know, if you keep the audience in the dark of eh, who makes the playoffs, don't worry about it. You know, it's uh, you right. You want there to be a little stakes. It makes uh, it seem like there are stakes when probably there aren't. You know, I, I do wonder what you know week three will look like compared to week. You know, I mean, three. early season points are points. Uh, you got to get them. Points right. are points, man. Bank them get up them now, on the board. If you hit a slide mid-season, you're mm-hmm. going to be glad you've got those early wins under your belt. Now, speaking Don't of early wins, uh, we have to talk about St. Louis. Oh, we... my goodness. Darlings of the league. I was going to bring up one more this. game before St. Louis. But... Uh, 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 save the well, St. Louis. Well, we'll save it, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah, come we back to St. Louis. Yeah. when they make you wait. The few teams I wanted to highlight here. Nashville just hasn't conceded a goal yet. I mean, it's only three games, but they keep finding ways to win. And mm. the Galaxy look like a dumpster fire. And that absolute that's been the Galaxy joy. for years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolute. Just that's gotta that's gotta suck because their crosstown rivals are out winning championships, putting up four spots on other teams. Can't relate. And, can't relate i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) meanwhile the galaxy just are just just floundering they don't look good i mean uh sporting kansas city put up 30 shots to the galaxy's eight they only got eight shots in the game like oh put it together galaxy i like your green kits so put it together Right, those those cool retro kits do not deserve such an ass product on the field. Yeah, I apologize. Really... This is a family podcast. I, I wonder if a lot of people okay. out in the in the galaxy half of LA are are Greg Vanny out right now. I uh, admit I haven't paid as much attention as I sh- maybe should to the galaxy, considering their sort of legacy club status, but. Uh, you know, it, that's the problem, though, too, with this league, though, is is anyone really freaking out this early on? There's still so much time to turn things around. Yeah, there's tons of time to always turn it around, but it's easy to get to lose control of something and be floundering by, what, May? By the beginning of May, and you're still just trying to figure out? They they play like they don't even have an identity what how they want to play they just look directionless out there on the pitch and the galaxy right. look like at least if you're losing but you're still what's your identity well we play hard we defend hard the offense might not be there but at least we'll play defensive uh soccer they're, they're not even doing that well they're doing nothing well out there 
I mean, and it's a bizarre, a bizarre formation cramming five in the middle of the field against a team like Sporting Kansas City, who are yet to score a goal. Right. That's I don't what... understand why you're playing so passively and defensively. And I mean, l- like you said, I think there's a lot of merit to getting some points and some momentum on the board now, because look at this season. We're going to take a month break in the middle of the year to play a cuckoo tournament oh, against yeah. Liga yeah, MX. Yeah. So. Let's say you get to that point, there's another transfer window, some injuries start piling up, and then, oh, surprise, we got to fly down to Guadalajara. Uh, I, I can really see the wheels falling off of this thing, and believe me, I am here for it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought League's Cup was only in the U.S., Am I wrong about that? Are the game's only being played in the U.S., uh, my I'm apologies. pretty sure, yeah. But still, I mean, your point stands. It's It's... I will give props to where it is due. The goalie Bond for the Galaxy, who's, if his parents didn't name him... You're such a hockey fan. Yeah, sorry, guys. That's my keeper. Keeper. Uh I'm sorry. Guys, I do come from hockey, so I will say goalie. I said game. I I said game instead of match. Plenty (laughs) of uh, European persuasion commentators say goalie. um, Don't let him Euro shame you. Jonathan Bond, which suspicious, pretty suspicious. Jonathan Bond, he is from England. Does he, he work did... for Universal Imports? Uh, who knows what's up with this guy? <laughs> His jersey uh... number zero zero seven. Just two uh, tiny little zeros. He looked phenomenal in net for the Galaxy. He is the only guy who kept them in that game. And speaking of goalies, there is also the big storyline from the weekend. Andre Blake leaving the game. Goalie of the year last year. The backbone of the Philadelphia Union. What do you guys think? Do they do they weather the storm with their CONCACAF Champions League also going on? I mean, I don't, is, has there been any word on, on how severe this is? I mean, I... I... I only saw the injury then Saturday night and I haven't followed up, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's a huge part of that team, but there's still a good enough team where it's not like the galaxy where you look at, Oh, we have one bright spot. It's our, it's our keeper, but the union are a more complete team. So you'd think they would be fine. Right. According to foot mob, uh, groin injury expected return mid April, 2023. Uh, so that's oh, not, oh, yeah. not too far from now. Won't miss too many matches. And I think, uh, in MLS, and I think a lot of leagues around the world up until recently, I think goalkeeper has kind of been akin to maybe like a running back in football <laughs> where you can get away with somebody who's pretty average if the supporting cast around them is good. And I think uh, Philadelphia having uh, an excellent defense uh, with Jacob Glesnitz personally is one of the best players in the league. And I don't think he's too much longer for this league. I think he'll probably make a move to, I don't know, he's pretty white, Northern Europe. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think we really have much to worry about uh, in terms of of uh, bench options because they have uh, uh, Kevin, uh, Joe ben, uh, Bendick. What what would we call his nickname? I don't, this is a family <laughs> podcast. This is a family. We, we aren't going to say it. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's fun to root for. But, you know, you, you bring up their supporting cast and you would hope, I get it's early season, 
But you would hope a team like the Union, who has absolutely championship aspirations of that team, you would hope they could handily beat the fire while also being up a man. The fire got a red card in. Yeah, and the, the union's the union's goal that they got was such a, a sort of such nothing, a in the fiftieth minute. Okay, so they were up a man for forty plus minutes, and they got a a kind of fluky goal. Like it wasn't. So you know. You just think they should be beating. This is a team you expect a winning team to beat. But hey, I mean, winning teams, they they find a way to win. Win, You know, it wasn't. uh, I think that the best position for a fan. And I've I've very rarely had this experience because the teams that I support are generally garbage. (laughs) Is when your team plays poorly. And yet they still win. And you're looking for something to complain about. That has been my Knicks recently in the NBA. So. Uh, yeah, so I would I, imagine I, that Philly's feeling pretty pretty good. I do think uh, Chicago. I, we were watching them on the 360, uh, and it seemed like Chicago was playing up a little bit. Sh- sort of Chicago hasn't looked bad to start the season. Yeah, I, I mean they're they're often just the sort of irrelevant, yeah, you know, kind of dumpster fire franchise. But not, no pun intended. But they're you know, I, I think they, 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 they yeah, yeah, they looked competent, I thought. Which is you a look, step up. If you're a Fire fan, do you, you just like, I just want to have a slightly competitive team. Like, that's all you that's really a lot want. Of the, like, the 90s clubs fans now. <laughs> yeah, like, you just, I don't know, can't we just look somewhat decent? You just want to be in it. And I mean, you look at their starting lineup and holy moly, there's talent in this team. Maybe it's talent who who would have been a lot higher performing five years ago, but Jedron Shakiri, uh, Camera Casper Shibalko. I mean, there's no reason that they wouldn't be able to beat the minnows of the Eastern Conference. So I I think that the the good people of Chicago uh, they should feel encouraged by this. If there is going to be a little fight in them, uh, and they're taking one of the best teams in the East. I mean, I know Philadelphia being. The, the anointed best team in the East this year, they're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, like people are going to roll into Philadelphia and try to punch them in the mouth, much like uh, Inter-Miami managed to do at their home, obviously. But I think Chicago going and showing a little spine is showing a little backbone. Like you said, Anthony, you, you, you can't do much better than that, given the circumstances. They They played with an identity, and like that's kind of all you want coming out of the disaster that was last season for the Chicago Fire. Like, just show something. Show a little spine. To, you know, push back when you, you know, face this adversity. So, you know, good, good on Chicago. They're going to be uh, my sneaky team to follow in the East this year. Ooh. Do you predict um, playoffs? I, I predict a possible last seed of the playoffs for chicago if things go right for that team and then anything can happen then once anything you get in the can dance. happen once you're in you gotta make it to the dance two more games before we talk about st louis city the austin fc the two goals they scored great Holy long, bangers long oh, range missiles wowzer yeah. the gallagher Incredible. goal might have been my goal of the weekend i had that pegged down as my goal of the week i am a that. sucker for a crossbar and down goal 
that was gorgeous. That was what you dream of scoring in a in a goal. That's that was, uh, but this week was bangers all across the board. It was. It was hard to, to narrow down. And the Owen Wolf goal. I mean, real coach's son energy here. Which I think we've all been there in youth sports and playing with the coach's son. But uh wow. A real banger. Storming through the midfield, putting it right in the bottom corner. Uh, you know. How's that for making your old pa proud? Also, that's absolutely the coolest name in L- MLS, right? Owen Wolf. Owen Wolf. You you get to just run up and down the pitch with Wolf on your back. That's really cool. Scoring a goal like, like that you, with your you name owe is a wolf, wolf money. That's awesome. I'm Owen uh, the Wolf. Another excellent laser of a goal. Christian Espinosa's goal to win it for San Jose. Holy moly, another, another crossbar shot. down. San Jose. Beautiful goal. Um, kind of? Is San Jose good? Well, they got the Anthony bump. I told you preseason. San they're Jose's, your West Coast team? I was going to follow them as my West Coast team if I can stay up and watch the games. Uh, but they haven't looked bad, though. You know, they... Two in a row, right? Two wins Two in a, in a row. That's big for them. A franchise that looks for anything good. You know, when was the last time anybody talked positively about the earthquakes? I mean, they uh, had the, the, the Matias Almeida false start where he was coming in from, I think, River? He coached? Yeah. Uh, and we thought that there was going to... It, it was a hilarious time in the world when uh, Almeida came in and was the coach of San Jose and Barros Scalotto came in and was the coach of LA Galaxy. And we said, Argentinian soccer is going to take Southern California by storm. And they were both awful. They imploded. <laughs> and are both out. But boy, how much do you love that Cade Cowell, huh? Oh, I love him. That mustache, that hair. He everything just... about him I adore. Cade is a mood. He and John Tolkien, if they played <laughs> and were going up against each other on the same flank, I think the universe would just reset. They would cancel each other out. Gorgeous man out there. That's why I'm rooting for San Jose this season, purely based on him. Imagine being that confident. No. These guys. (laughs) Uh. No, that's ridiculous. Not fair. What's that? That's how you end up a professional athlete. (laughs) And I mean, Cade, he's got a European move uh, written all over him. If he can find a way to rein in his, uh, his chaotic energy, I think. Uh, he You're, could be a Mikel Antonio or one of those guys in his future. Not just does he have Europe in his future. He has the United States men national team in his future. Like Another good he, dual net get. Yeah, he could easily be a guy off the bench, score you a late goal, a late energy guy. What is there not to love about that? I mean, so. well, I, yeah, definitely in the in the friendly against Serbia, I want to say. A couple months ago, he looked for a meaningless friendly against Serbia, kind of in the World Cup hangover, for a guy to go out and just lay it all out on the line, especially when we weren't sure that we were even going to get him. He is eligible to represent Mexico as well. And there was a lot of talk that maybe he would choose uh, El Tri instead. So holy moly, gotta love that guy. He, he'll be exciting to follow all season long. And now to the penultimate game, the game... Everybody wants to talk about St. Louis City starting as an expansion franchise, winning three straight games. Yeah, what, what do you guys make of this team in St. Louis? 
I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, say anything bad about them right now. You just have to wonder, is this for real? They are they are currently topping the uh the supporter shield standings. Don't as look now. As we all predicted, as we all predicted, <laughs> the only team to get 9 out of 9 possible points so far. Three comebacks as well. Every single game has been a comeback victory. You know, I know we talked earlier about banking points early for when you hit your slides in the in the season. I am curious as to how St. Louis being such a fresh squad, you know, brand new expansion team, when they hit their first roadblocks of the season, how are they going to respond to that? That is my biggest curiosity on MLS review. They talked about possible playoffs for this team. If if they can keep this up, they would be undefeated, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. St. Louis City undefeated season? Hmm. I mean, it's not a question of, of, uh, of if, but rather when they're going to hit those growing pains. And I mean, you just hope they have enough depth in the tank uh, to replace their first 11 guys. Uh, like we talked about, this season's going to be a gosh darn slog for a lot of teams, especially teams that have been there, done that. Uh, you know, I, I do get a little salty. I will admit at the St. Louis love fest being a suffering Red Bulls fan uh, <laughs> who in the largest metropolitan area in the nation struggle to draw 15,000 people. Um, but, you know, if I can put aside my pettiness, I really do hope for the playoffs in their future. I mean, Bradley Carnell is a, a from the Jesse Marsh New York Red Bulls coaching tree. Can we call it that? Like it's Bill Belichick or Andy Reid or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do. I And, you know, I do love uh, Tim Parker, Long Island zone Tim Parker. There's a lot of Red Bulls representation, and I do hope they do well. I just hope that their fall from grace is uh, is more of a gentle, gradual decline rather than a free fall which I'm a little bit afraid of because it feels like they're exhausting a lot of emotional energy in the first three games of the season. When we just got done talking about how the first three games of the season are kind of a nothing burger. Right. And then it's, it's, you know, none of these three wins have been like super convincing. Right. I mean, I, I know they all come from behind victories and, you know, it's not like they put, put away a game early. Yeah. I did away. You know, it's, you know, are they contenders or pretenders? They haven't scored a few goals and then just shut another team down. We've yet to see them really, you know, dominate a game from start to finish. And don't forget yeah. their first two games, they had giveaways that should never have happened. Yes, so direct I, passes straight are, to them. <laughs> if that had never happened, are we looking at, you know, a couple of draws there and maybe they're not top of the league? So... It's, that's because talk. those were Manchurian candidates put there by Don Garber. <laughs> and when they heard... You know, uh, the league is loving that St. Louis <laughs> is good. I mean, come on. Your new star franchise. But I mean, think about it. They're playing with house money right now because everyone expected them to be terrible. So it's just go out and have a fun time. You know? And I think at this point, whatever happens, happens. If they do collapse into themselves like a dying star... Then I mean that's what was supposed to happen this year. But if they go on a run and they win the 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 whole thing, then that's the first team since I think Chicago Fire in 1997 to do it, right? 
Yeah. Amazing. And I'm excited. I like watching them. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, one last shout out I would like to give for a game we glossed over, but um, congratulations to Duncan McGuire on scoring your first MLS goal. 22 years old, drafted sixth from the Super Draft. Good job. Good job. Good for you. Sixth overall. We love to see that. It's it's always good seeing Super Draft picks. A lot of young guys. Uh, You know, uh, come through. And another note from that game, uh, we talked about MLS 360. Um, We got a little bit of... kind of inside the NBA energy where uh, Sasha Kleshin and Bradley Wright Phillips uh, were determined to act out the uh, Chris Durkin goal (laughs) where he cut back and finished in the top corner. So we got to see them walk over to the set and hilariously awkwardly uh, have Sasha chop the ball back uh, on a, a tumbling Bradley Wright Phillips and score a goal, which really felt, incredibly silly to do in a soccer analysis show Listen, they have so many hours to kill i don't blame them i loved it uh, oh, sasha it really complained about great. trying to kick a ball in a suit he didn't enjoy it uh it, it you know was it necessary no but i liked it uh, and uh before we move on to the last section one one small note from the new york red bulls minnesota game that i missed is that uh on the tv broadcast you can see uh, while Minnesota is celebrating their goal, the camera pans over the crowd and there is a man holding out his phone and on his phone yes. reads the message, OJ was innocent. <laughs> yes, held it right up. It was right up clearly had camera. it queued up, ready to go. You uh, know, there was a lot of great um, fan shots in the background in during the Cincy game and one of the corners there was a man who looked absolutely blackout drunk that you could hear screaming through the camera, just berating the players about to kick the corner in. Cincinnati? Yeah, and then in the San Jose game, there's a during the uh, dust-up in the extra time that saw Montero get a red card, there's a kid in the background just mouth open, just loving life just screaming his head off. So a lot of good fan stuff in the background. Honestly, those are the moments that make me love this league so much. I I, I just love the fan passion. <laughs> and just, it's, it's beautiful. It, you know, it's uniquely American. It's and lovely. It, I love it. I love it so much. We're the epitome of, he's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. That's That's <laughs> the supporter culture in MLS. Yeah. I do, Which maybe I do maybe that's it. good. Maybe maybe we don't need the hooliganism of you know, Europe. We don't have hooliganism in any U.S. sport. Don't bring it in. We don't need that. I do love the high and mighty of just we, we don't have hooliganism as if our country doesn't have horrible violence issues in other oh, realms we of do, society. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. We keep that in our schools, not oh. in our sporting leagues. Stay oh. in your pain. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So just a general uh, roundup of things around the league involving the league itself. Uh, any other standout things from the weekend? I thought the uh, TIFO and the Charlotte 
uh, Atlanta game was a nice class, tribute. Class, yeah, that was Beautiful great gesture. Really nice yeah. gesture, I thought. A nice collaborative t- tifo there. Uh, you know, I'm a big transfer market uh, nerd. Uh, so, have you guys seen the name that's been making the rounds uh, from from Europe, from a top European team, Roberto Firmino? His name has been on the lips of uh, St. Louis and the L.A. team's beat reporters. So that would represent, uh, you know, an, an ambitious signing, I think. And, I, you know, <clears throat> like we've talked about, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I think that MLS should be bending over backwards to just throw every huge European name against the wall. And uh, and see what sticks. That's my attitude, any, at least. Are there any other huge European names? I don't know. I, I haven't. No, I haven't can't think I of a heard single of one. Anybody? No, definitely not any I, of them. Might you know maybe be willing to change the entire rule book for? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. So, on um, we need we need to start. We're starting a new segment right now called Messy Watch. All right, and what we'll do is we will <laughs> Messy place Watch Messi Day Four Thousand somewhere from France to. Miami. So where in the Atlantic Ocean do you think Messi is? Is he is he halfway? Is he still closer oh, to man. Europe? Where do you guys think he is? The Falkland Islands. No, <laughs> too soon? Oh, sorry. <laughs> My apologies. My wife is Argentinian. I'm allowed to say it. Um, anyway. <laughs> I think he's around the Azores. That's where I put him at. You he's know? Right yeah. He's around he's, the Azores. He's... he's still pretty close to mainland, but he's yep. thinking about leaving. I mean, PSG going out of the Champions League the week that we record this, uh, I think the writing might be on the wall that he's not going to win another Champions League in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's his other option right now? Would Literally Pep take anywhere. him at Manchester he's, City? Right, right. Would uh, Wait, you, you know. ask what's his other option? Literally anywhere. Oh, it's he a money thing too. <laughs> So. I mean, what what would be the two things that Messi would probably do? Uh, we know that he wants to keep Antonella happy. Uh, she's going to want to be in Argentina or Miami, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Milan, they also own a property in Milan. I have to know all these things. I get I get the Argentinian gossip a mill What's all the time. Because I don't so know he would things. his boyhood his club name <laughs> his his boyhood club uh, Newell's Old Boys. Um, would obviously probably be his only destination in Argentina. He would be basically playing there for free, uh, given the the current state of uh, Argentina's economy and uh, inflation. Um, which fine, he could play for free. That that I'm sure that would be perfectly fine. Um, but if he wanted to go somewhere and make a boatload of money, which we know is in his character, given that he was standing for like the Saudi uh, World Cup bid in 2030 or something. A World Cup bid that Argentina is involved with separately, <laughs> I might add. Um, I think that He's Miami legit. makes the most sense. I really do, if you look at all the options, because what can you say? You can say, I've done everything that I can do in Europe. I've won the World Cup. I'm going to go for what athletes always say, a new challenge. Now, he's going to leave the part off that it would be an easier challenge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't the know. MLS Cup playoff system might be the greatest challenge with how watch, convoluted watch it is. Watch Messi get eliminated on a cold, rainy night in in Cincinnati. Oh, uh, that would be beautiful. Could you imagine? That would be poetic. Missing a penalty <laughs> and kicking it out of the train tracks. Messi uh, shows up, and somehow Red Bull Arena is still empty. 
Oh, and they play the Red Bulls. <laughs> Everybody resold their ticket. It would all be, to each other, though, for people who are not going to fly across an ocean to just watch a soccer game, you know, outside of a larger vacation. It would be so exciting to watch him play, like to be able to go see him live at, in the Yankee Stadium outfield. What? <laughs> I don't think they play in the Yankee Stadium. Tripping over the can't. pitcher's mound. <laughs> Which you Messi know, ends I, his career tearing his hamstring. <laughs> I, I gotta give so much credit to. I mean, these Apple broadcasts are incredible. Everything looks so good. I have to talk Apple. The yep. the camera angles are great. Like from a sporting broadcast perspective, it is up there with every other major sport in America. But then you watch the NYCFC play in the outfield of Yankee Stadium, and you're like, this just looks worse now. <laughs> Not even Apple can make uh, that, that stadium look good on TV. It looks so bad. Like, I mean, at least there uh, is a light at the end of the tunnel in regard to that. But yeah, it's we've been saying it you know, since they joined the league. Not if I have anything to say about it. I'm going to drive to Albany and threaten some state senators <laughs> to not let this thing get off the ground. Ben's going to chain himself to a tree in front of the bulldozer. <laughs> I'm going to say the Mets need that parking lot. And, I mean, it <laughs> is fun to go see a game there if you like baseball and want to enjoy Yankee Stadium outside of a crowd of that many people. Go see an MLS it's game a unique. It's, yeah, it's weird to see an empty Yankee Stadium, reg- yeah. relatively speaking, obviously. Uh, it's actually kind of better because you can easily get food and not miss like three innings of a baseball game which chicken is great bucket. you can get the chicken bucket the famous bucket. most disgusting, disgusting thing disgusting. ever can you guys describe um, the chicken bucket it's, it's awful I imagine, it's really bucket. okay imagine you go yeah. you you die and <laughs> i like you, where you're going you, with it. you're you wake up and your eyes are foggy don't quite know if you're in heaven or you're in hell yet right and you see a sign and it just says like chicken bucket and you're like okay i might be in heaven just a bucket full of chicken tenders this sounds great and then and then you walk over to this bucket and you look in it and it's like somebody decided to make a cereal of french fries and chicken tenders and then poured all the grease in it instead of it's milk soggy. it's and a it's soggy the soggiest most repulsive thing but Sprinkle even better soggy fries you can get the garlic fries in your chicken bucket which make everything even worse <laughs> yeah. which makes your breath smell at the same time it's, but uh, Anthony and I went to a game. We got we got hyped on the uh, just the idea of a chicken bucket. I think what we had in our minds was not that. It was not that. How does we the, both got one and spent like twenty five dollars each on it? <laughs> like you 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 grab this bucket. This lady hands you a bucket full of chicken tenders and There's French not fries. Not a handle on the bucket. And you no. grab this handle like see ya, and you walk off with your bucket to your seat, and you're is like, it a "I don't." Souvenir bucket? What is the bucket yeah, is made of? It is a souvenir. Yeah, it is yeah. a souvenir. Okay, I was picturing like a waxy plastic, or, or like a waxy paper bucket. No, but... this is something oh, that. These are sturdy. Yeah, this is something that the head honchos there specifically ordered a company to make for them. And are <laughs> these available at Yankees games or only at? 
I believe so. NYCFC. Yeah, yeah, they're also available at Yankees games. Pretty sure I've seen them at Yankees games. Yeah. I think this is one thing that the Red Bulls have over on NYCFC is that the food options at Red Bull Arena are wonderful. The empanadas? The brisas empanadas. And I had some street tacos there the last uh, game that we went to that were on par with anything you might find on the streets of Oaxaca. Ooh, that that's not lovely. true they were all right though uh, <laughs> as far as stadium food goes if you've I don't got know, stadium goggles confirmed it that um the tacos at red bull arena are just as good as the ones folks. they're like top tier tijuana street tacos that you can get you ever watch any of those netflix shows where they go and watch the blind old lady make street tacos yeah LA's ass. They're hand carving the El Pastor <laughs> off the off the stick the for turning you. stick. <laughs> I think Bourdain did an episode of Red Bull Arena Street Tacos, right? <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> That's what made him wait, never mind. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. Cut That's that out. A, okay. Oh boy. And uh, can we talk about one more thing? How much time do we have left here? All the time in the world. Can we talk James about, Bond at the end of No Time to Die. How have we not talked about Austin losing three zero uh, to a Haitian team that hadn't played in two hundred and forty calendar days? That I Hilarious. only saw the highlights. Hilarious. The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. So yeah. so so good. My God! And I always liked Amro Tarek with the Red Bulls. Amro Tarek, I felt bad for him. What what a performance! (laughs) Yeah, really, just incredible. Do you think it was the travel? Was it the line? I mean, obviously it was the lineup a little bit, but I mean, what what happens there? Is that just a a small team playing up to their opponents? I mean, I think it's it's a it's an example if you look up the word hubris in the dictionary. Of just the idea that you could go in and with a with a an unmotivated team led by Diego Fagundes go and beat the, this team, and I thought it was absolutely hysterical. Uh, and the fact that it, it was looking for a while that this team, this uh, AC Violet, was going to have to forfeit the the return leg because they couldn't get enough visas to travel to the United States to play. <laughs> This coming week, they um, did get them right. They got enough visas, and hilariously, have you seen this? They recruited uh, out of yeah. contract American based players to sign for them to fill out the bench. <laughs> so if it's they can pull off the win. I'm I'm rooting for them now. I know we love. MLS, I want to buy the but... movie rights for this. Yeah. So it sparked a lot of internet debate on like what hilarious former pro names are we going to get. Are we going to get a Clint Dempsey sighting on the bench of <laughs> AC Violet? Landon Donovan just waiting on the bench. To... <laughs> exactly. Like Landon Lexi's Donovan in that, up out there. in that Wells Fargo commercial. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just, I am team AC Violet. And I, I will say it right now. If AC Violet pull off the shock and beat Austin over two legs, I'll get an AC Violet tattoo. Wow, this is recorded. This, <laughs> yeah, is, this recorded. is recorded. You're, he's shooting his shot. I absolutely will, because I am all in. Because I don't know uh, about I mean, you guys. Very well, we... could win. They're up three yeah, nothing. They're up three nothing. All they got to do is park the bus, essentially, for ninety minutes, and 
they win. I think it's a taller order than it sounds. I, I think you're going to have a really motivated. Lead. This is interesting. I have right, a lot for, of other tattoos, so it's not really. You to it. For <laughs> yeah, but now can Anthony and I choose the location of the tattoo? If this no. comes true. <laughs> Come on. Okay, maybe. It'll be tasteful, don't worry. Fly me with the drinks. It'll be tasteful. It'll be a tramp stamp. <laughs> so AC, why do you have an ACV to let tramp stamp? <laughs> well, you anyway. see. <laughs> there were these visas. For Austin to pull off this win, right? They'd have to score four in order to win. The last time they then. scored four goals was a while ago. They've yet to score more than two this year. Well, it's an early season. I mean, early season, but yeah. this game is also early as well. Violet so, hadn't played in, in however many days, so, I mean, anything could happen. Yeah, like uh, giving up three again if you're Austin. Yeah. Oh, how funny would that be if it just <laughs> that gets worse? That would be wonderful. In Austin. <laughs> That would be one. We can only dream. I mean, as a as a fan of MLS, I, the league in general, I think that Austin still deserves a lot of the ire that they draw uh, for the save the crew yeah, proceedings. So, I I have a built in animosity for them. Um, so, if they were to to be drubbed out of the the Concacaf Champions League in one of the most hilarious fashions, uh, like I said, I want to buy the movie rights for that. All right, and now to close this uh, inaugural episode on what matches are you guys looking forward to coming up in this next weekend of fixtures? All right, I'll I'll just say it. I'll get it out of the way because I have the most basic answer. It's the national game of the week. It's Seattle LAFC. I'm hyped. Absolutely. Come on. That's your marquee matchup. I know that's the basic answer, but Seattle's you know, going to be out for blood. Right, coming off that tough, tough loss, LAFC. You know, are they? You no, know, they're they're playing a good team. You know, in in their third match, so can they match what they've been able to do in their first two games? I don't know. I I'm hyped. I'm definitely going to be watching that one. That'll be a good game. Um, I'm excited to see if Atlanta can keep it rolling against Portland. Uh, if which Portland is... wakes up. You know, they could. Uh, they looked a little slow. It's actually some good games next weekend. Nashville I think it's a better versus... slate. I think it's a better slate than last weekend. We yeah, got a Nashville... Texas Derby coming up. Texas but Derby. Austin. Yeah. Ooh. Want to see if St. Louis can keep winning? The basement dwellers. That is Houston. They uh, are basement Austin. dwellers. I mean, Austin does have Concacaf games <clears throat> tomorrow. I I think the so. the sneaky dark horse what could be a great game is the New England Revolution versus Nashville. I mean, New England's going to want to come out make a statement. <clears throat> they just got blown out for nil. Nashville's yet to concede a goal this season. I know it's early, but three games of clean sheets. It's pretty good. New England's yeah. home. It's it's a home yeah. game. Should be good. And then like what you said, to reiterate what you said, Kevin, St. Louis City, can they make it four against my my San Jose Earthquakes? I mean, your West Coast San Jose Earthquakes. My West Coast. They 
you know, I don't know how I feel about this having a West Coast team. I don't have a West Coast team. Maybe I feel like I should pick one. I'm going to pick a West Coast team right now. Western Conference, not necessarily Coast. Yeah, a West Coast. Ben's picking one now. Ben, who are you picking? uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Wow, he's going north of the border. It'd be fun to watch. Yep, yep. Vancouver, uh, Brian White. Big Brian White guy. Okay. Brian White. Brian White guy, not Brian White like. I oh, guess like, I'll yes. embrace. I'll, I'll guess I'll embrace my basic <laughs> role uh, as the basic host, uh, and I'm gonna go St. Louis. Oh, I'm going oh. St. Louis. I'm doing it. That's my oh. West Coast team. You're hurting her first. Saint my Louis. eyes just rolled Mitty. back in their head. Yeah. I. Okay. I uh, Apple is gonna quickly Mitty. try and sponsor this podcast so that we can also be state-run media for St. Louis City. <laughs> I'll be state-run media. Apple, oh, yeah, I would be I would the too. best state-run media. Oh, yeah. Call if, me. Uh, Apple, if you hear this, give us money, and we'll say anything you want us to. Literally uh. anything. <laughs> Anybody looking for forward severance, to the... Aren't you? <laughs> starring Adam Scott and other Have people. you guys seen that Ted Lasso show? It's good. Oh. It's included with your, ML, with your Apple TV <laughs> subscription. Tell me more. I'm excited for the Mike Grella Derby, uh, New York Red Bulls versus uh, Columbus Crew. It's like four MLS fans are going to understand that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you when Mike Grella nutmeg Frank Lampard? It's I was at that game with you. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Grelina. Yeah, obviously I'm excited for the Red Bulls. I'm going to watch them, but yeah, you know I, I'm excited. Go Cincy. How are we feeling about that one, Anthony? Yeah, let's wrap Cincy up with that. Versus- Chicago. Trap, I, trap game. That is the quintessential trap game. That is, you came off a big win last week. You got to go up against a team that's looking for their first win of the season. Uh, a team in that, Chicago. Yeah, a team that if you sleep on them, they they can do be dangerous. You know, they can they can hurt you. But uh, and no no Hagland because he got the red card. So he'll have to sit a game. So that defense will be porous. And I, I, I'm taking the, I think this will be a statement game. I think they'll just, oh, yeah, we're playing a bad team. Easy win for Cincinnati. That's my take. You hope it's a statement game. But I am confident they will win. Will I put money on this game for them to win? <laughs> no, you should never gamble on MLS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned, I learned once that it won me money and then it never won me money again. So don't gamble on MLS. MLS guys <laughs> mls is a fickle mistress yeah and then yeah those are the games i'm looking forward to next week i will we'll be here to uh, talk about them any closing thoughts guys that this was a lot of fun and i, I i'm looking forward yeah. to the slate of games and it's uh it's great to be able to uh interact with the league in this capacity yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the to this journey, this long and fruitful journey. Ah, oh, well, great to be here with you guys. It's lovely talking to you too, Anthony. About... You're a great host. Ah, oh, thank you guys. Whatever they're you paying too. you, they should double it. Ah, oh, well, I'll talk to the I'll talk to the uh, talk to the board. I'll talk Let's to the suits. We, yeah. yeah, I'll talk to the suits. Talk to Don Garber and Liam and Kaylin. Anyway, uh, yeah. bye everybody. Bye. bye.